Thank you for joining me this Friday, the 8th of September. I'm Grady Wolf, market analyst for Belderanked, and this is the weekly market update. Reporting season for August 2023 has come to an end and we are heading into the dividend payout period. Despite some companies reporting results that missed broker expectations and facing tougher headwinds in the tougher economic times, prioritising shareholder returns through dividends and share buybacks saw mixed results this reporting season. Generally, we saw dividend cuts from the mining companies that were largely expected given the change in commodity prices and good dividend increases from financials, particularly the insurers. There's no denying this year was a tougher year than most, with total dividends falling, according to Plato Investment Management. Investors received $36.8 billion last year, compared to $29 billion this year from the largest 100 ASX-listed companies. This represented a 21.2% reduction in dividends. Some sectors that thrived from unprecedented demand in FY23 reintroduced dividends like Flight Centre, which paid out $31.957 million in FY23 after scrapping its dividend payout in FY22. And on the contrary, some companies that soared in FY22 cut their dividends completely in FY23, including Iris and Costa Group. The big names that prioritised shareholder returns through dividends this reporting season were Woolworths Group, CSL and Transurban Group. So which companies increased their dividend payout despite reporting softer than expected results in FY23? The Accent Group released FY23 results that fell short of Bell Potter expectations on the gross margin front, while beating Bell Potter expectations for NPAT, DPS and inventory. Accent Group reported gross revenue up 24% to $1.57 billion, beating Bell Potter estimates by 1%. Company-owned sales rose 2% to $1.393 billion. Underlying NPAT rose to $89 million, which was 3% ahead of Bell Potter's estimates. Inventory for the footwear and leisure sports leisure retailer was reduced to $239.6 million, which beat Bell Potter estimates. But the increase in promotional activity to move inventory led to gross margins coming in at around 70 basis points in the second half, which fell short of Bell Potter expectations. Despite the slowing consumer spend environment, Accent Group remains a key pick for Bell Potter in the retail space and is a clear standout among retailers for rewarding shareholders through increasing the FY23 dividend to 17.5 cents per share from 4 cents per share in FY22. Accent Group has an annual dividend yield of 8.62%, which is well above vast majority of dividend-paying companies on the ASX. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank boasts an historical dividend yield of 6.88% and despite FY23 results falling short of market expectations, the company's final dividend rose 21% to $0.32 cents per share, which was up from $0.26.5 cents per share in FY22. For the year, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank paid out $0.62, cents in dividends, $0.62 cents per share sorry, in dividends, up 15.1% on FY22. 
2022. For the last financial year, the regional bank reported cash earnings of $577 million, which was around 2% below market expectations. Net interest margin rose 20 basis points to 1.94% and customer numbers rose 9.9%. FY24 will be a big year for this bank though, as the ACCC has named Bendigo and Adelaide Bank as a preferred acquirer for Suncorp's banking arm against ANZ. Watch this space. Lithium and market darling Pilbara Minerals also holds a strong annual dividend yield of 5.31% and increased the full year dividend by 100% from 0 cents per share in FY22 to 14 cents per share in FY23. Pilbara shares were sold off following the release of the results though, primarily on the outlook front and implications of higher capex in FY24 and lower volume guidance than was expected. The FY23 results were very strong strong though, with a bit uh, of $3.317 billion, underlying NPAT of $2.28 billion and net cash of $3.08 billion. And Australian conglomerate West Farmers paid out a whopping $1.169 billion in final dividends to shareholders with a yield of 3.57% following a very impressive year in FY23, including the first full financial year of results with API under the West Farmers umbrella. As consumer spend trends lower and shoppers shift to value retail spend over fashion retail spend, West Farmers Kmart division experienced revenue growth of 16.5% to $10.635 billion, accounting for one quarter of West Farmers' total revenue. Bunnings' revenue rose 4.4% amid a slowdown in DIY projects throughout the high interest rate and rising cost of living environment in FY23. And the company's online business catch.com.au extended its loss-making run through revenue dropping 30% and with a total earnings loss reported of $163 million. While the drop in total dividends paid out this year may seem like a dampener for investors, it does provide less fuel for inflation given that less money is placed in the hands of investors. Locally, from Monday to Thursday, it was a vastly different outcome this week than last week's rally, with the ASX 200 falling 1.47% over the four trading days, weighed down by utility stocks dropping 2.84% and material stocks losing 2%. The energy sector was the only sector to post a gain this week amid the rising price of oil on output cuts from Saudi Arabia and Russia. Economic data weighed on investor sentiment this week as the optimism from interest rates being held by the RBA at 4.1% on Tuesday was quickly overshadowed by Australia's GDP growth rate data coming in above consensus expectations at a 0.4% rise in Q2, which could provide a further reason for the RBA to look at raising rates again in the near term. The winning stocks were led by Liontown Resources soaring 25% this week after the lithium miner received an upgraded takeover bid from Albemarle. 88 Energy jumped 23% and Lotus Resources Resources rose 15.91% from Monday to Thursday. And on the losing end, PointsBet fell 54.6% after the company announced it is using the proceeds from the sale of its US business to return capital to shareholders via two capital return tranches. Leo Lithium plunged 49.56% over the week and Tieto Minerals fell 25%. On the broader index, the All Lords fell this week with Bowen Coking Coal rallying 25% 
2.5%, while Incanex Healthcare fell 17.65% over the week. The most traded stocks by Belderac clients from Monday to Thursday were Qantas, ResMed, ALS, GrainCorp, Hub24, Viva Energy, Telstra Group and Setire. Clients also bought into ANZ while taking profits from BHP. And the most traded ETFs were led by SPDR S&P ASX 200 ETF, SPDR MSCI Australia Select High Dividend Yield ETF and Vanguard Australian Shares Index ETF. On the economic calendar outlook for next week, Westpac Consumer Confidence Data for September and NAB Business Confidence Data for August are both released on Tuesday with the forecast of a rise in consumer confidence and a decline in business confidence across the respective readings. It's a big week over in the US for economic data that is likely to move markets, including the release of core inflation rate data, producer price index data and retail sales data all for August, released with consensus is expecting core inflation to remain at 0.2%, the inflation rate to rise to 0.5%, PPI to increase slightly and retail sales to rise just 0.2%. And that's all we have time for today. Have a wonderful Friday, a great weekend and as always, happy investing. 